0: Tonight, we enter the story in the Gospel of John, in the 13th chapter. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel that was tied around him. After he had washed their feet, Servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Holy wisdom, holy words, thanks be to God. Amen. May we pray. Gracious and loving God, as we gather on this holy night, may your spirit... May your story be alive in us and in this place. Amen. Well, I will begin by telling you that um, it's probably no secret that this has been a challenging season, a heavy season for many. And one of the things that keeps um, bubbling up to mind when I find myself being especially weighed down by circumstances is the practice of gratitude, the practice of naming blessings and things that I am thankful for. And one of them that comes to mind for today um, is a practice in our faith tradition as United Methodists that feeds me and nourishes me, and that is um, our church calendar, our liturgical seasons, which might seem like a kind of dry and church nerdy kind of a thing. (laughs) But I love the rhythm of this calendar. Um, We talk about it with our children, that in the rest of our lives, The time that has gone before stretches into the past and that line, so far we cannot see it. And it reaches out so far ahead and sometimes gives us great anxiety. (laughs) And it's just this interminable line filled with holidays and birthdays and anniversaries and piano practice and swim practice and school holidays. But the church did this beautiful thing the church in our faith tradition got those two ends of the beginning and the end and tied them together. And we have this rhythm of our church year that we begin our year at Christmas and we go through our green and growing days into the season of Lent and preparing for the great mystery of Easter and on through all those cycles of summer and Pentecost and then coming back to the end which then becomes the beginning and the story goes on and in the rhythm of that year there are gifts and being good Methodist we fill a lot of that time in our year in our headspace, especially during our, our kingdom tide, our ordinary time, our green and growing days we we learn Bible stories and, and and we learn information and we learn things about church history and we learn things about God and we learn things about our tradition but then we come to these holy times of getting ready for something as amazing as the holiday we have coming the holy day and it's this gift to get out of our heads for just a little while And to love the Lord our God with all our heart and all our soul and all our might. And in the Hebrew and in Deuteronomy, it is might, not mind. (laughs) With our whole selves and enter the story. To remember the story of the exodus and the Passover that Jesus and his disciples were celebrating. To remember this story and to remember the faces at the table and the beautiful acts of love that were shared in the breaking of bread and the washing of feet and to remember the great gifts of love and being part of the story i've been going to some adult sunday school classes recently and we've been doing a series about sunday school and when i've asked people to share story about what they remember from their earliest days of church and Christian nurture, they don't remember words. They don't remember information and history and theology. What do you remember? You remember faces. I remember faces. I remember moments. I remember little vignettes, little glimpses in my mind of people and it's the stories that we hold dear and sacred and that's the part that we enter into at this time all those words (laughs) all this time that we spend on words and more words and more words they just fall away and we're left with this beautiful story this particularly came to mind for me um just a couple of Sundays ago I confessed to Valerie that I think I might have missed the first five minutes of her sermon at the early service we have this practice at the 830 service on Sundays of three minutes of silence after we have read the scriptures and we use those moments each in our own way but that particular Sunday I spent it reading again the sermon text before Valerie brought the message and it was from one of Paul's letters, And if there was anybody good at words, it was Paul. The man can't put a period in a sentence. I'm like, please complete a thought. And, and I understand this was, his, this was his vehicle. This is what he had to communicate with churches all over and with Christians and trying to form these communities. Words were what he had. But sometimes today when we go through them, I'm like, oh my goodness, they were, they were just coming at me and they were coming at me and they were coming at me. I was like, I need a break. Whoa, halt. There's too many words. And I know some of this comes from a, a totally secular thing. Um, I've been listening to the soundtrack for Hamilton recently. <laughs> There's a lot of words. There are a lot of words. And the first time I listened through... I wanted to listen to one song at a time, and one song at a time, and I hit that back button so many times, because they don't waste any words. And everyone is witty, and fast, and clever. Boom, boom, boom. The jabs go back and forth. It reminds me, classic movie fans, of Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell, His Girl Friday. Boom, I mean, you just can't catch all the dialogue in there. Words, words, words. And I just thought of Eliza Doolittle. (laughs) My fair lady, (laughs) words, words, words. I'm so sick of words. Words all day long, first from him, now from you. Is that all you people can do? And I got to wonder, as we gather, and as Christ gathered at the table with his disciples, for all this time, Jesus has been teaching, and he's been healing and he's been modeling and he's been loving and we get to the end of the story which will become the beginning and the words fall away and we simply have Christ at the table in acts of love which we remember this night breaking bread and washing feet and the words just fall away and the presence of Christ with us and one another at the table is what we experience. Because without that experience of this powerful gift of love, how would we do the other days? That's a long calendar that stretched behind us and before us. How do we do that together? And we do that when we come together. In the story and receive once again this powerful gift of love that Christ offers to us and tells us do this this is how they will know of my love because you do this for one another because I have done this for you on this night and so we gather to enter the story again, to experience the love of our Lord that He gave to us with all His heart and soul and might, that we might remember, that we might re-member, to join together that which has been broken, to remember with Christ our Lord, with our community, and with our world. May it be so. Amen.